This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion, addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at standupwithatruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I just want to give a special shout out to our listeners up in Canada. Um, as you know, my wife is from Toronto. That's the way you say it. It's not Toronto. It's Toronto. Uh, and just what's going on up there, it's really fascinating. We're going to speak with Pastor Carl Gallops in just a little bit and get a pastor's perspective on religious freedom, on medical tyranny, on Super Bowl commercials and entertainment, as we talked a little bit about yesterday uh, but I want to start off by reading just a few brief emails, and then I've got a list of conservative and or Christian candidates who are running in today's primary. That's right. It's election time, voting time in Wisconsin. I don't know how many other states have primaries today and another primary, April, mid-April, and then, of course, we've got November. But I'll read those names in a minute. I just got some new ones to add to the list if you're going to vote today. And uh, these are candidates where we would highly uh, encourage you to check out. We can, of course, endorse candidates being non-commercial. But anyway, dear David, we are a young family located in Canada that looks forward to your daily podcast. Your voice is connected and united so many fellow brothers and sisters in Christ across the world, helping us navigate and cope with the current darkness. Thank you. Um, this family in Canada, they sent me a T-shirt, the ABCs of Salvation, and it's really cool, but they've got a business, and here's how it came about. She says, um, my husband, and who is this? Um, let's see. My husband lo- has lost two jobs already for standing for freedom. And they started a um, company, T-shirts and other paraphernalia, freedom-loving uh, and, and uh, Bible, uh, biblical paraphernalia, uh, T-shirts and, and mugs and stuff like that. So I'm just going to give you the website real quick if you want to check them out. It's Red Pill Prints, P-R-I-N-T-S, redpillprints.com. So thank you, guys. God bless you. Uh, Belen, Gabriel, Isaac, Luke, Eden, and Ava. That's the family in Canada. God bless you guys. Now, another um, comment we got or email letter, I should say, from Brian encouraging people to vote locally because we've kind of lost our focus on local elections, haven't we? And we need to have impact as salt and light in our culture. He says, um, uh, hi, David, thank you for what you do. We need voices out there. I can't tell you how many people I speak with feel isolated and minimized with little hope. It's sad how many people are hurting. They need Christ and connections and support. And he said, this has become a passion of mine. My fundamental view of our freedoms has changed as I saw our business and faith being attacked in such a direct manner and seeing how quickly our society and how easily churches gave in, uh, he said he's feeling isolated, but then he said he decided to jump in and he's running for an office in Outagamie County. And by his grace, I'm here helping others. And one more, um, let's see, I just wanted to let you know Q90FM and Stand Up For The Truth are on my list of those that are on the front lines of the battlefield that I pray for regularly. We are definitely in spiritual warfare. And then he lists other ministries as well. But I just thank you. That's from Kay, um, a listener named Kay. Now, those names, and we'll get to the podcast. Um, Nathan DeLore and Jason Dorn are candidates running. I know Nathan's a a man of God. Uh, He's actually uh, my chiropractor. He's running for the De Pere School Board. Green Bay School Board, Tony Vlastelica, Oshkosh School Board, Kelly DeWitt, Nina, Tara Brzezinski, Cedarburg, Laura Strobel, Outagamie County, Howie Miller, Winnebago County, Garth Seeler. And now these are some more other names that I didn't get to yesterday. Appleton City Council, Storm Wellsbick, Outagamie School Board, Tim Hermes, and Austin Nimi. Um, let's see, Appleton School District, Andrea Klitsky, Deb Troyman, Mike Schinke, Nina. We've got Len Kaczynski along with Tara Brzezinski and Samantha Hoffer in Kakana and Larry Coons, Samantha Grimth, and Jeff Ings in Grand Chute 
Uh, I missed one, Melissa Curry in Kakana School District. So I hope you got those names, and I hope if you are in these areas, these cities, that you will be voting today. And uh, thank you guys so much. God, give us wisdom today as we start looking at headlines and news and um, not surprising but disappointing directions of morality in, in our culture and in this country. Um, and Lord, help us not to take our freedoms for granted. Help us to resist. Help us to speak up and stand up and help us, God, to do it in a respectful way, a loving way. But yet give us boldness, particularly when it comes to being salt and light and, and sharing the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ. We love you. We thank you for um, power in the present. Just today, we are here for such a time as this. Thank you for your Holy Spirit giving us everything we need for life and for godliness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let's jump into it with Pastor Carl Gallup. He's back with us today to stir up more trouble in a good way. He's a pastor, teacher, former law enforcement officer, and best-selling author. And he's the pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, for decades. And I want to mention he's got a brand-new book coming out next month, and it's called Glimpses of Glory. And you can pre-order it either on his website, carlgallops.com, or on Amazon, Glimpses of Go Glory. And I encourage you to check it out. We'll link to it. Carl Gallops, welcome back, brother. Yeah, thank you, man. You, you sound like my uh, seventh grade teacher. Uh, here's Carl Gallops to stir up more trouble. Yes, yes. Just, I, yeah. yeah. We, I, we are very fortunate to have a lot of troublemakers for the kingdom of God across the country and even into Canada. Uh, let's start right there. We uh, had Tim Stevens on. He's a pastor up in Calgary. He's been arrested two or three times, one time handcuffed right in front of his children and taken to prison. Why? He kept his church open, and he did not obey the government up there saying you can only have 25% capacity or you have to worship this way or you can only do it that way. Um, there was some resistance, Carl, as you know, in America, not enough as what we know now looking back, hindsight, right? And I just want to share your thoughts on, uh, first of all, what happens in Canada won't stay in Canada, but there's a trucker's protest going on entering its third week, the Freedom Convoy that's waking people up. And now one thing I wanted to get your take on, including this religious freedom issue that's not only in Canada but America, but there's a new story, a breaking story that Trudeau up there um, he's not deterred, and he just issued a, what, what it is, it's a uh, emergencies act, and he's going to just, I guess, double down on his uh, powers, attempt at power. So your thoughts on all of this that's going on that in, indirectly does affect us here in America? Yeah, no, thank you. And, and to our brothers and sisters in Christ, especially up in Canada, our, our prayers go out for you because I know that... Uh, uh, yeah, you're living in some very trying times, as the rest of us are, but you guys are right in the thick of it right now. Amen. So you've been in my prayers. and uh, But anyway, uh, my brother, thank you for asking for my opinions. And listen, um, uh, I, I want to lay forth a biblical balance here. Okay. Uh, I, first of all, the world is, the lost world is acting like the lost world is supposed to act. That's and right. Like the Word of God. Yeah, and, and, and like the Word of God told us, it would as we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ. Now, I do believe we're living in very prophetic times, and I can work that out and prove that from the Bible and what's happening in the world, if you'd like. And I've done that many times, I think, even on your show. But the point is, we are. We're living in the most prophetic times since the first coming of Jesus Christ. And because that's true, then the world, we're watching it. We're living it real time, 24-7, Internet, communications, information systems uh, instantaneous. We're living it. We're living Bible prophecy. And the sad thing is most of the church around the world doesn't seem to even get it or see it. Uh, but a lot of people do, of course. A lot of people are waking up. So having said that, I just say what I began with. Uh, the world's acting like it's supposed to act. The world's act, it's under the rule of the prince of this world, who mm -hmm. is Satan, the prince of the power of the air. Okay. Having said that, let me say this. We are really not, as far as this world is concerned, because Satan is its 
temporary earthly ruler. Okay, of course, Jesus Christ has bought it back. He's on his way back. He will settle the score. He will rule and reign. It is coming back under his possession. We can talk in a few moments about, well, if, if, if Jesus won at Calvary, if he won the game at, uh, yeah, at, at the resurrection, why is everything still so crazy? Mm-hmm. And there's a biblical answer for that. I'd be glad to make that very clear. But, the, but again, continuing on. So that's what we're looking at. That's what we're living in. And also under the rule and reign of this prince of the power of the air, brother, we have no right to even meet or worship or anything. But I mean, we're just blessed that we live in the United States of America and Canada, you know, for example, that have constitutions and for the longest have had rule of law that protected our ability to worship and to do missions and ministry. But that's being attacked in these last days, just like the word of God said. And it's not just in Canada. It's not just in America. It is now a global spirit of attack against the church in many ways. There are still a few little few little strongholds and sanctity, uh, uh, sanctums of sanity that still <laughs> exist, but they're going away quickly. Yes. So, so, so the balance is we start there and just discern the times we're living in. Otherwise, we will just become so depressed and discouraged and perplexed and, oh, what's happening? And we'll wring our hands together and we'll commit that sin of anxiousness, hmm. you know. And what that means is this, this unnecessary anxiety. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but with prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And on and on the scriptures tell us, especially those of us living in these days. So there's that perspective. But now that doesn't mean we lay back and give up either and say, oh, well, it's just happening like the Bible said. Yeah, but the same point, the balance is Jesus told us over and over. Paul told us, uh, be the salt, be the light. You mm-hmm. are the salt. You are the light. Paul said, and he's devoted a whole chapter, Ephesians 5. We are supposed to be exposing the darkness. Um, we, are, we are the light. We don't hide it under a bushel. No, the little song says. Uh, it, and when the salt loses its saltiness, it will be trampled underfoot. That's the problem with a lot of today's church in America and around the world. We lost our saltiness. We wanted to build empires and big fancy buildings and fight each other and and steal members from each other and get competitive with each other like corporate America or corporate Canada or corporate Europe. You know, we we wanted to be successful. We wanted uh, to sit at the cool kids table. Now, I use the word we. Um, you know, in a broad sense, because I, I've never ministered that way. And I know you haven't. And many of your listeners have never worshiped or served that way or ministered that way. But, but, but as a whole, we have. And it's been indicated by the great falling away that's happening. At the mm. same time of the great falling away, there's also a great incoming. But, but look, one of the latest polls revealed by Pew polls just a few weeks ago They found from interviewing many thousands of people all over the world, uh, they they said that what they discovered is almost 90% of all Christians all over the world during the the COVID stuff, and we're still in the middle of it. It seems to be waning a little bit, but during the middle of it, over almost 90% of all Christians quit going to church. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now. Then they said, and I'm making air quotes over Christians. I'm not judging anybody's salvation. I'm just saying Jesus said not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, is a real Christian, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that, not Carl Gallup's. So I'm making the air quotes, but almost 90%. And then they found, and this has been reported for a while, that over 33%, over one-third of all of those are now saying they will never go back to church. And I mean, you know, it's just, you know, cause COVID, I mean, it's too dangerous or, or we've, you know, we just don't care for that anymore, or we've got other things to do, or we have found other things to, 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 you know, and I say to people, look, that goes to that scripture. If they went out from among us, they, they were not 
us. They were not with us in the first place. Again, I'm not judging every single individual. I have no idea people's walk in life and where they are with the Lord. But I'm taking the scriptures and I'm watching what's happening in the world. And it's happening, brother. So do I support these protests? Yes, as long as they're, you know, as biblical and godly as possible and not violent. I mean, yes. we don't want to, on the one hand, condemn BLM and Antifa and then turn around and say, yeah, truckers, burn it down. No, <laughs> of course not. And they're right. not, you know, they're not. And we're not saying that. Uh, so do, do I support standing up, shining the light, standing up for our rights? Now, again, these are not rights that that the world owes us these are rights that were fought and died for in the united states and canada and you know our revolutions and our the constitutions that we have developed and our laws and the rule of law and if we don't fight and by fight i don't mean get a gun and go to the street that might be necessary one day but i'm saying spiritually if we don't stay in the fight if we don't stay active if we don't fight the fight finish the race and keep the faith we're going to lose it all. And Jesus said that if the salt loses its saltiness, you will be trampled underfoot. And salt is a preservative of many things. It's a healing agent. It's a flavor agent. And, and so that's a perfect example of who we are in Jesus. We're supposed to bring healing and flavor to the world as well as preserving any semblance of righteousness and godliness. And so if we quit doing that, and it's like the church at Ephesus in Revelation in one of the, in the seven letters. If you lose your first love, God says, I'll, I'll remove your lampstand. And that word lampstand means the presence of God's spirit and the power, which is the church. Revelation 1.20 says the lampstand is the church. And then he tells Ephesus, if you don't come back to your first love, I will remove your lampstand. And so we're watching some of that happening now. So, brother, that's where we are. We're just in extremely prophetic times. Christians stay engaged. We've been raised up for such a time as this. We are the Noahs of our day. We're the lots of our day. We're the Esthers of our day. We're the Deborahs of our day. And we have been called to stay in the spiritual fight. Amen, brother. Um, you mentioned the protests. And, um, you know, think about the word protestant where did that come from the the, the protest yeah, yeah. early protests protestant but anyway um the protesters from what i have heard and read i'm i'm sure there's always a handful of exceptions but they're orderly they're peaceful what i've read about and and heard from the some of the uh, media outlets i've looked at the streets are relatively clean and they haven't had trouble with police. There's no reason to do that because there's nothing violent happening. But some news, agenda-driven news outlets will try to tell you that these uh, truckers are causing a yeah. problem. They're bullies. Yeah. They're, you know what they do. Uh, they lie. But say, they so I want to just. the world system. That's yes, right. exactly. So this article called The Truck Stops Here from Family Research Council it says the good manners and righteous cause of Canada's truckers have inspired uh, imitations throughout the West. Yes. Countries based yes. on freedom and popular government have stifled freedom and ignored the people since the pandemic began. The people of Canada, the country that never had a tea party, have led the way in standing up to say enough is enough. And then this article concludes give us our freedom back. Give us our lives back. The pandemic slavery must end now. And yes. Carl, if you yes. looked at, we only have two minutes left, but if you looked at the Super Bowl, yes. we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. Seeing all the rich uh, elites and Hollywood celebrities with no masks <laughs> on, you'd think the pandemic oh was God. over. Your quick thoughts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, their hypocrisy knows no boundaries, to quote a movie line. Um, <laughs> Doc Holliday. Yes. yes. It's just that it, it knows no boundaries. It's right in front of our face. It's because this is ne has never been totally about our health. It's about an agenda of control and fear, and it is here, and we're living in the midst of it. Amen. When we come back, we're going to ask you about the 62-page study published by Johns Hopkins University stating that the benefits of the lockdowns were marginal at best, what? They were ineffective? Yeah. The lockdowns? Yeah, plus, we, we knew that yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> plus your response on the Biden administration urging Trudeau up in Canada to use the federal powers to end the truckers' convoy and the blockade and protests. Yeah, that's what the Biden administration would do in America. That's what they have done. And the Olympics. I uh, heard something disturbing Friday night. want to get your comments on not only the TV commercials, but the Chinese Communist Party and how little attention is given there. Coming up next on Stand Up For The Truth. 
Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Carl Gallups is our guest today, giving us a pastor's perspective on important issues, culture, freedom, government, world news, and morality. Um, you know the left has values, right, friends? You understand that. Those who hate God, they have values. I'm not saying they're biblical values, but they value certain things. For example, the left values abortion. They value a murder. They value infanticide. The, the right, or I'm just throwing out left and right. There's, I know there's a paradigm that some people don't believe in, but most of us who believe the Bible and, and understand its truth want to protect Every human life, because everyone is made in the image of God. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, the Olympics Friday night, I want to just share some comments I heard that's not surprising. But And I wasn't watching. I just flipped over through the channels. I flipped over. Hey, there's figure skating. So, Carl, I want to get your reaction to this. That's not surprising, again. But uh, the figure skating. So two, there was a couple there, uh, man and woman. I think they were either from Canada or France. I don't remember. But uh, the guys are, of course, mostly gay. I don't want to say they all are, but obviously this one was proud. They're wearing rainbow stripes and feathers on their shoulders, right, during this performance. Scott Hamilton, the announcer for the Olympics and for figure skating, says this guy, who would, I don't remember his name, forgive me, um, this Olympic skater, he is out there setting an example for other LGBTQ individuals. And the guy apparently made a statement at the Olympics saying, I want to inspire the LGBTQ community that, and athletes around the world to come out and be proud of, of your, what, your decision, your sexuality. And I'm going, okay, that's, that's not surprising that he would say that. But Scott Hamilton said, hey, this is great for all of us. Stop right there. Flip the channel off. That's done. I, I'm done with that. Um, Carl Gallup's, this is something that we have tolerated. It's been so gradual that most people watching the Olympics will just skip over that and continue to watch. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Again, this was all prophesied in Romans chapter 1. It's the downward slide. Now, you and I know, and most of your audience know, I'm going to put this disclaimer in here. <laughs> we do not, I'm going to say we because I know I can speak for you. You and I have had this. We do not hate homosexual people. Not at all. But we hate the lie of homosexuality, and it is, according to God's Word, even according to science, and that we could do two hours of, of, uh, of, of broadcasting on that. But, and I know some people say, well, if you hate homosexuality, then you hate homosexuals. No, that's not true. I'm smart enough not to do that. I can speak to an issue, but yet love the people who are caught up in it. It's like abortion. I don't hate people who have had abortions. There's all kinds of reasons why people have had them. Mm -hmm. I hate the general huge lie of abortion. It's mm -hmm. the number one cause of death on the planet. Yes. Okay. So it's the same kind of thing with homosexuality. So I want to give that disclaimer as we go forward. Thank you. So, no, oops, oops I'm sorry. Let me turn my go, go ahead speaker and turn down there. that yeah. off. <laughs> wow, that was horrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it's like I've never done radio before. Uh, he who hosted a podcast yeah, a, for 20 years. Yes, I'm a broadcast professional. That's yeah. right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, no, it, it's, listen, so what we're watching now, the vast minority of the world's population has any connection in their personal life to homosexuality. The vast minority. Now, it's becoming that, that probably the majority or, or a large part of the world's population has relational connections to homosexuality. You know, friends, family, next-door neighbors, people they work with that they know that, okay. But the vast minority, but yet they have one of the loudest voices on the planet now. If the Bible is the Word of God, and I say that tongue-in-cheek because you and I believe it is, and we know it is, and we can do a whole show on the proof of it. Yes. But anyway, if the Bible, I'm just being rhetorical here, if the Bible is the Word of God, then we have to deal with what the Bible says about homosexuality. And again, Romans 1 tells us there's going to be a downward slide in the last days that will come. And, and homosexuality is not the unforgivable sin. It's not even the lowest of the lowest that you can go. I mean, it gets even worse according to God's word, but it is a sign 
And God's word says that in those days, when this spirit sweeps the world, then God eventually gives the world over. That is those that are not under the seal of the Holy Spirit to a depraved mind. In other words, they can't even see the truth if you present real science to them and real history and and real economics and everything that goes in this. You present it, the figures, the statistics, the, the truth right in front of them, and they cannot see it. They refuse to see it. That is a sign of a depravity of mind. Yes, That's where the word ignorance comes from. That sounds like a pejorative, and that's the way we use it. But think of it, ignore slash ants. It's the process or the state of being wherein you ignore what's right in front of your eyes. Ignore ants. So ignorance comes from here are the facts, Hmm. but you ignore it. So that's what we're watching. It is a global spirit for the first time in global history, and it has been proliferated by instantaneous communication information technologies. So, Mm. And that was all prophesied in the Bible, too. Brother, I'm just saying all this to say none of this should surprise us. Okay, We should still keep speaking the truth, but this is the way it's going to be. Go ahead. And we understand that, Carl. I I don't think anybody in our audience particularly would disagree with what you just said, but how should Christians respond? We understand that it's not surprising. We understand that it's biblical. It's it's Romans 1, 2 Timothy 3, but some believers, some Christians, I say this because I saw some posts on social media about the Olympics or about the Super Bowl. Uh Christians Uh just watch and they don't seem to care because Uh it's entertainment. And yesterday we did a show on entertainment. What is that? Amusement, distraction. One translate, one uh, dictionary definition says it's a diversion from what? The truth from reality. But anyway, back to what happened there. What other sin do you see pro- proudly promoted? Do they promote murder? I mean, I, I guess abortion. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, there's, so there's homosexual, homosexuality. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep talking to yourself in that corner, brother. There, there, well, there's three. From, to my understanding, there, there's three big no, ones right. that I see promoted, like I saw on the Olympics, on the figure skating, when I t- just happened to catch it Friday night when I flipped around. There's abortion. There now. There's women that are coming out wearing T-shirts, proud of my abortion. Planned yep. Parenthood's behind that. There's yep. this LGBTQ agenda, and I'm not saying all people that are struggling with same-sex attractions are agenda-driven. They're not. Most of them are very nice people that you and I would get along with greatly. But there's yeah. a minority, I, as you said, that are pushing the agenda. And then there's greed. There's those yeah. that money is the god. Money is the goal in life, and they are proud of using whatever means to get money. So they, there's there's a couple sins that aren't like everything else. They are openly saying, I'm going to just do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to recruit others. And this is what I need you to respond to as far as Christians. How should we respond to the open agendas against God? Yeah, Yeah. loving but firm. I mean, stand in the Word, speak the truth. You will be castigated. You cannot worry about what the world thinks of you. We cannot live to please the world. We live to please the Lord and to stand in His Word. If you abide in me and my Word abides in you, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's That's our marching orders. But you've got to temper it with not hate, not attack, not physical violence against people that are caught up in these things. Um, I mean, otherwise you need to go out and beat up every adulterer, you know, and every fornicator, you know, and, and everybody, you know, I mean, because these, these, these sexual sins, that's why the Bible says, look, flee from sexual sin. And people immediately say, that's right. We're talking about those homosexuals. No, we're talking about adulterers, fornicators. uh, I mean, uh, pedophiles, bestiality. I mean, on and on. Why flee from sexual sins? Because all other sins, See, this is telling us in God's economy, in God's heart, there is a distinction between sexual sin and all other sins, the Bible says. Why? Because sexual sin is deeply spiritual. 
There's something when a man and a woman come together, the Bible says they become one spirit. They become one flesh. This is the way God has designed it. So it's the same thing. All of this is Satan's perversion of what God created from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. So mm. how do we deal with it? How do we respond? Well, it's going to call have to call for wisdom. You've got to know God's word. You've got to know the balance. You have to try your best to live the balance in Satan's world. We are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Amen. So we don't go out and hunt homosexuals down to do harm to them. On the other hand, we don't crawl in a corner and pretend like it's okay. Let me give you an example. I've been in one church pastoring for 35 years. I've been preaching and teaching what your audience is now hearing right now, all of the 35 years. In the early days, back in good old, like uh, George Bush would say, America, um, <laughs> back in those days, everybody amened everything I said that I'm saying right now. Okay. 35 years, yeah, 35 <laughs> years later, now my current church family still does, uh, by and large, but, but a lot of people have come and gone during those 35 years because mm. as, the, as, as life moved on, as internet came about, as all of these technologies came about, as the world began communicating these antichrist spirit messages as one people, um, a lot of people have fallen away and or just just hiding under a rock. So 35 years ago, I stood in my pulpit. I was in Romans 1, and I was showing them this downward slide. And I said, let me tell you. I said, I don't claim to be a prophet, but let me go ahead and make a prediction, a prophecy. In our lifetime, in America, the Supreme Court will legalize gay marriage. They laughed at me. Not disparagingly, like, like pointing at me and spitting and booing, but just kind of, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh, brother, are you young preacher? You just, you're just being all sensational. Our country would never allow it. Uh, June 26, 2015, uh, just seven years ago, uh, on, and on June 26, get your audience, look it up in on the internet and ask what was the corresponding Hebrew date on the calendar. It was the uh, it was the ninth of of Tammuz, the ninth of Av. Tammuz is the Babylonian name, and that was the day that that God put Israel, Judah, under judgment. Brought uh, Nebuchadnezzar in from Babylon. He breached the walls, destroyed the temple, and took them all off into captivity. God's people on the ninth of Tammuz, and on June twenty sixth, twenty fifteen, it was corresponding to the Hebrew calendar, it was the 9th of Tammuz when America, the largest, quote, Christian nation on the planet that has ever seen, uh, said, we don't know what a marriage is anymore. That was the first institution of God hmm. that he created. Wow. So so now, now we're in 2022. You can name on both hands with a finger or two left over outspoken prominent pastors that preach against gay marriage mm -hmm. and preach against the perversion of marriage. Most people have just succumbed to it and, you know, well, it's normal. Well, it's the law. Same thing with homosexuality That's and right. transgenderism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I don't hate the people who no. are caught up in this sin, but the word of God says flee from it because all other sins are outside your body. These sins are inside your body. There's something deeply spiritual that's going on. And, and it says, know you not that you are not your own. You're bought with a price. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. So that's where we're living, and yeah. that's, the, that's the balance we have to keep. Yes, so we, we must not be afraid of offending man. We should be afraid of offending God and seeking to please exactly. him. Um, in my very first book, uh, however many years ago, I wrote a chapter called Normalizing Homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And and it really it was to open people's eyes as far as the history that brought us here, and what happened through the seventies, the eighties, the nineties on this yeah. timeline of evolution of depravity, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. what's been happening. And when churches choose to not address these things and turn a blind eye, we're yep. in pro we're in trouble, and that's why we have the problems. Some of the problems we have in America today. So we just got this. Question in from a listener. I was just handed this, Pastor Carl. I'm not sure about the translation in this, but it says, Our pastor has no problem talking about the Super Bowl or the Olympics. Why are you right about its corruption? And my pastor is wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't say that. I didn't say those words, but, but let me just address. Is there a first name so I can be personal? No, there's not. Okay, well, do we know if it's a man or a woman? No, we don't. 
Okay. Well, dear sister or brother, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. God bless you. I'm yes. honored. Thank you for asking me a question. I'm, I'm blown away with honor, so thank you. And it is a good question, and a lot of people ask it. And, and I wasn't trying to be disparaging when I said I never said those words. But let me just say, listen, in general, I don't think there's anything wrong with sports and competition. It's just the fun stuff of life. It goes all the way back, you know, to the, to the earliest of recorded history. Uh, but, but what we're talking about is everything is, it's just really sliding downhill. And everything is becoming a platform for parading the uh, perversion. So we have to be very careful. We have to use wisdom and discernment. That's all we're saying. Yes. Listen, I love football. I love football. And I wanted to watch the Super Bowl. So what I did, I just refused to watch any of the commercials. I, I watched a few to get a flavor. And I said, okay, this is what I thought it would be. And I refused to watch the halftime show. I watched the first minute or two to get a flavor. And I said, oh my gosh, what am I watching? I, I feel like I need to see an exorcist. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was unbelievable. So I just cut that off. I silenced that. And I just watched the game. And as soon as the last, uh, the second went up, I just, I, I turned it off. I know some good Christian players came forward and exalted Jesus. I read about that. Well, we're not sure. We're, we're not sure that that happened. They, I think a few mentioned God, but we, again, we don't know. Uh, that, okay. c- that could mean all kinds of things. I don't think any of them yeah, mentioned yeah. Jesus, just to be clear. Uh, okay. In some of their testimonies, in okay. quotes, yeah, okay. I read where they did, but, but okay. maybe that was even before the game. But the bottom line is, I just turned it off. So what did I do? I don't know. And there are Christians out there right now saying, you shouldn't have watched it at all. You know, I <laughs> well, okay, okay, come live in my house, my skin. I don't know. I mean, I try to tell people, don't be pharisaical and just say, well, I'm better than you because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Oh, that, good point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're not saying I, that at all. And I don't want to give that no. impression either. I'm pointing no. these things out, and Christians are mature enough, most of us, to make our own decisions on what yeah. kind, I call it soul pollution. How yeah. much soul pollution, TV programming, movies, yeah, exactly. internet, social media, will you allow into your mind, into your living room, into your home, and will you allow your children to watch? Exactly. Not all of it is bad. You made that point at the very beginning of this podcast, Pastor Carl. We've got two minutes left, but you did say okay. it can be used for good, and there's some wonderful programs out there, and it can be yeah. used for evil, to promote evil. And that's the point we're making now. There yeah. is so much evil being promoted. Good is being called evil. Evil is being called good. Isaiah 520, it is off the charts, and Christians yeah. must respond yes. in and, a, and in a let, biblical way. Go ahead. Yeah, and let me say to this dear brother or sister, see, folks, this is why it's so important for pastors and leaders and Sunday school teachers and preachers and teachers and radio hosts to be very careful because this person said, my pastor says it's okay. So who are you to say it's not? Oh, oh okay. And and I, and I added some inflection. Maybe they didn't mean, but and they might be tossing me a softball. I don't know the context of the of the question, but it's a good question. But yeah. I'm just saying, what if they they meant that kind of pejoratively towards mm-hmm. me, for example, or us? Uh, see, this is what I'm saying. Pastors, be careful. Be careful. We'll never use all the perfect words, but just be careful how we walk and how we live and what we say, because a lot of people are saying, well, Pastor Carl said it's okay, so I'm going to do it. Thanks, Pastor Carl. We do need to take another break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about what we uh, touched on earlier and the Biden administration response to what they say Trudeau should do up in Canada, put an end to that protest, those truckers and all that. Um, Also, interesting article on U.S. surveillance state about to expand with millions more traffic cameras. Ah, that's interesting. Big Brother. More with Carl Gallatin in just a minute. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Pastor Carl Gallops is our guest today. We're getting his perspective on world events, on culture, on government. And let's go back. Pastor Carl, to what the Biden administration says, their advice to uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and my wife, again, is from Canada. We've, we've had guests on who are from Canada who really don't have high opinions of Trudeau. But, of course, those guests are Christians and conservatives. But yeah. um, So the Biden administration, it's not surprising. They, they're just giving him advice on what they would do here if we had some sort of resistance or uprising like a freedom convoy or something similar, like they had the Tea Party years ago, and the Obama, the, the Obama Biden 
administration responded to that, minimizing their efforts, calling them radicals, the Tea Party. So that's kind of what we're seeing in Justin Trudeau and the government up there in Canada, aren't we? Yes. And and back to the United States very quickly, since you brought it up. Yes. Yet those same people allow BLM and Antifa to overthrow entire cities. There's and the to double shoot standard. Cops and to burn down and to pillage and to uh, loot uh, and then celebrated what they were doing yes. and called it mostly peaceful protest yep. and said it was good for America. I mean, I mean, the hypocrisy, but this is evil, brother. This yep. is Satan, the father of lies. Amen. He accused, he's the accuser, Satan, our adversary, our accuser. Uh, it's a Hebrew word, and that's what he is. He accuses us of what he's doing, and he calls when we do it evil. When he does it, somehow it's mostly peaceful and good for us. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's an upside-down world. It's, it's, it's Alice in Wonderland. We've gone down the rabbit hole, and we've been going down it ever since the flood. Uh, but now it's the global spirit. We are now the first generation to see the spirit of Antichrist preceding the actual global government and the actual Antichrist. Um, it, it, and, and so we're we're the first generation to see it now sweeping the globe. Uh, almost all the governments are somehow speaking in one accord, especially over COVID and lockdowns and masks and vaccines and mandates and, you know, and churches need to be closed, but casinos can be opened. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. Double standards. Yes. Yes. And there's yes. a blind so, eye so to it's, it. Yeah. It's this, this is why I tell the churches, wake up. We're living in the days of the doctrines of demons. We're living in Amen. the days of the great falling away. We're living in the days of the wheat being separated from the from the tares. <clears throat> I mean, it's all right there in the scriptures. We're living in the days of the downward slide of sexual perversion and the giving over to depra depravity of mind. If you can't see it, it's it's only because you are probably not born again. And again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying if you don't have the spirit of God, you can't see this. And or you just don't know the word of God. And neither Amen. one of those are good. How can we look at abortion being the number one killer and not even blink? Hmm. How can we look at the United States of America leading the way in gay marriage and not even blink? How can we look not eight billion people on the planet? Every single cell and every single body of every single 8 billion people screams either XX or XY. <laughs> there are two genders. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's the science. And while Satan is telling us, follow the science, follow the science, <laughs> the truth is there are two genders. I tell people, if I had a dollar for every gender on the planet, I would have $2. That's funny. That's good. Hey, by the way, I'm so thankful for all those Hollywood celebrities and wealthy elites at the Super Bowl that were shown not wearing masks. I'm thankful oh, yeah. that they finally decided yeah. to follow the science. Anyway, yeah. don't don't go COVID's there. Over. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I, ju over. I, I do want to yeah. ask you about what's going on with surveillance. And this is a problem that's increasing in America. As you know, in China, I'm sure you've talked a lot about this. They lead the world in being the most oppressive and sophisticated system in the world, having Hundreds of millions of surveillance cameras in communist China. We talked about this a few days ago. And now, of course, the Olympics are there. They're turning a blind eye to the human rights violations and the horrific abuses there. They don't seem to be I'm, not many people are talking about that. There are some. But your thoughts yeah. on the surveillance. They yeah. are watching everyone in China. And yes. I think we might be headed in that direction. Oh, we are. We are. And listen, that's all a part of the last days and the satanic plan. And there are illusions uh, uh, of that in the scriptures and the technology. Uh, the whole world will see everything at once. The whole world will take a mark. The whole world will worship him. The whole world. I mean, you know, he'll call down fire from heaven. He knows everything. He's like God. Okay. It's a, you know, it's a governmental system and it's a person and a religious, uh, you know, person that comes along beside him, the false prophet. I mean, it's all coming brother. And the spirit is already setting it up but it's george orwell's 1984 he was just off by about 40 years um but um but but he wrote a novel about this a dystopian almost science fiction we used to think of us and and we sat around in america back in the 80s you know the good old 80s saying oh this is cool this is interesting but that'll never happen and of course we didn't even have internet back then yep. we didn't even have cell phones back then. heck we didn't even have pagers back then so, so they could not have dreamed of where we are now. And I'm telling Bible students all over the world, you still cannot dream of what is coming. And, and, and you know, <clears throat> on this earth, 
Uh, but but the good news is, Paul said, yeah, but when we're in glory, your mind cannot conceive, your ear has never heard, your eye has never seen what lies ahead for those who are faithful, those that love the Lord. So that's on the way as well. But but the bottom line is we are ambassadors living in a quickly falling, already fallen, but quickly falling world. It, it's, listen, mm-hmm. Revelation 12, 12 sums it up. Woe unto you, earth, in those days. Because Satan has been thrown down among you and he is filled with rage because Mm. he knows his time is short. You know who doesn't know it? Most of the church. Mm. But Satan knows it. That's why why this is all happening. People ask me all the time, what's happening in this world? What's going on? And I say, read Revelation 12, 12. You know what's interesting? You just said um, what's happening to this world. John Stott, I think, if I remember this quote, he said, Christians should not ask what's happening to the world. He should ask what has happened to—we should ask what has happened to the salt and light. Because what's what's happening in the world, it's not surprising, and much of it is prophetic. But what happened to the believers, the Church, that we should be influencing— uh, our societies for in for righteousness. Hey, so this article, real quick, Pastor Carl, is uh, over at Prophecy News Today, uh, Prophecy Newsweek. It says U.S. surveillance about to expand, and Pete Buttigieg or Boot Edge Edge or Buttigieg, transportation secretary, has recently announced there are too many traffic caused fatalities throughout the U.S., and his solution is the installation of millions of traffic cameras throughout the U.S. in order to automatically ticket those who violate speed limits and other traffic rules. After all, who could argue against wanting to keep people safe, right, Pastor Carl? Now, the installation of— Go ahead. I'm just surprised he didn't say it's for the children. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. That's, well, that's part of it, uh, to yeah. keep children safe walk, going across those crosswalks. The installation of one of the largest surveillance programs in U.S. history— um, but as you know, it might they're pointing toward a maybe a good intention or a good cause. You know they're going to use it for evil. Your thoughts, Pastor Carl? Well, no, that's, that's the thing. Again, remember what put us in this state was eating from the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. So, so many things we're talking about literally can be good. Yeah, you, you know, is the Internet good? Well, yeah. Is it also evil? Yeah. Is instantaneous communication information systems good? Absolutely. Is it also evil? Yeah. Is mRNA technology good? It can certainly be. In the hands of benevolent people, we could make life so much nicer for people with diseases. But is it being or can it be used for abject evil? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, CRISPR-Cas9, good or evil? Both. Uh, you know, genetic editing, and that's part of it. Good or evil? Uh, both. Uh, embryology and, and, and what we're doing inside the womb and outside the womb and and you know uh is it good or evil yeah it's both well mm. why, why are the, why is there's this dichotomy it goes back to the garden of eden so this is the world we're living in so you're you're absolutely right uh brother it's it, we're living this is why the bible says in the last days it's going to call for a lot of wisdom and a lot of discernment the word discernment it, it, it means kind of dissecting it mm. means uh ch- choosing between the good and the evil and being able to see it first if you don't see it you can't choose mm. amen and we're seeing it brother um uh let's uh just touch on a little bit of what uh, you've been seeing down there in florida where some of us are jealous some of us <laughs> are jealous about your governor um, and DeSantis and some of the things you he's can't been have doing. him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's speculate. Do you think he'll run for president in uh, 2024? You know, I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I'm saying that kind of selfishly, but you know, I think of Why? somehow Why? Trump. Well, because I, I, I'm afraid. I mean, see, we've got a, a very large liberal population in Florida as well. Basically, mm-hmm. from Orlando on down, it's basically liberal. Now, there are conservatives down there, but but from Ocala on up, it's basically very, very conservative. And in the area I live, it's very, very, very conservative. Uh, so the lifestyle is like the America most of us know, except tempered with what we've learned about mm. racial equality and all of these different things. I mean, we're a lot more tolerant, biblically tolerant of, of, of these things, but still very conservative, you know, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And so I'm just we're all concerned that if he does step down 
uh, we might not wind up with another uh, DeSantis kind of person. In fact, we might, it might, they, they could cheat, brother, yeah. they could cheat. Yeah. And, and yeah, and we could go liberal. So there's that. But again, we can't be selfish. And again, it's our, our answer, our ultimate answer is not politics or politicians. Amen. DeSantis is not an angel from heaven and neither was Trump. But we'll see. I don't know if he'll run or not. There's rumors of it. He and Trump both are being very tight-lipped. Listen, Trump hasn't even officially announced that he's going to run. Well, wait so. a minute. I saw a video of him on a golf course. It was probably one of his golf courses golfing, and he was about to tee off. And someone said something about, and here's uh, President uh, Donald Trump about to tee off. The, uh, and this is just someone having fun on their iPhone saying the 45th president of the United States. And Trump just kind of tongue-in-cheek. He says uh, 45th and 47th. Or no, yeah, or, or, yeah, 40, yeah, 45th and 47th. And so I'm going, yeah. wait a minute. So is, is he saying yeah. that he's going to run? So it's just interesting. I, I personally, I hope he does not, but I would vote for him in a heartbeat. And what I mean by that is because of his policies, because of the platform that he upheld and his procedures, uh, defending life, uh, religious freedom, pro-Israel, and you go on down the list, the economy, but because so many people, I think, bought the or drank the Kool-Aid of the one-party big tech media conglomerate on the hate Trump, he's chaos and impeach and all that. Too many people believed the headlines without doing their own research. Carl, your thoughts? Yeah, well, no, you're right. And I guess my thoughts are very similar to yours. Uh, too many people did believe and still believe the sheeple. Uh, the, the, you're, you're right. But, but the majority didn't and don't, uh, according to all the polls. Um, but 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 it's pretty bifurcated. In other words, that majority is only by a couple of percent. Our nation is pretty much split down yes. the middle on all of this. So, yep. yeah, but it would be with I mean, who are we going to run? Uh, and, and again, our answer is not in politicians, but we live in a in this world. And so politics is a big part of being the salt and the light. Right. So who are we going to run? That do we think that we're going to run somebody that all of the liberals are going to say, oh, yeah, well, we like that guy. Well, if they say that, then I'm afraid we've got the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm, I'm pretty much right there with you, brother. Yeah, I know I want to emphasize the point. When we talk about politics, when we talk about elections, that's not where our hope is, obviously, right. as Bible-believing exactly. Christians. But we live in this world, we live in a society where we have the freedom to select yes. who yes. governs and runs yes. our certain, and, and who legislates and, you yeah. know, what happens? Laws are passed, and someone's law, someone's policies will be legislated. So they say you can't legislate morality. So, Carl, in these last two yeah. minutes, um, share with us uh, some encouragement on, yes, we must get active and vote because there will be some sort of legislation that will be coming down the road or changed, flipped back and forth, depending on who's elected. Yes, you can legislate morality, and the proof of it is for some uh, some experiment in a city or a county or a state and just say morality is whatever you want it to be. There are no laws against morality and watch what happens. <laughs> yeah, you can legislate it. Now, that doesn't mean that because you make a law against something that's immoral that all people will follow it. But it does set a standard for a culture, a standard against which we can measure mm-hmm. and which we can hold people accountable. And so, yes, you can and must legislate morality. We must be the salt and light. Amen. We must stay engaged yeah. in politics and be in, in a godly way yeah. because we have been given we can even run for office. You know, I mean, that's a huge gift and responsibility. And for Christians to sit back and say, I'm not even going to be engaged. That's so godless. Yeah, and you're not loving your neighbor, I believe, if you're not at least involved or voting because someone will be affected by policies that would be promoting evil. And I don't think you would like to do that, Christian. So, Carl Gallops, thank you so much. Again, you've got a book out coming next month, Glimpses of Glory, and they can order that at carlgallops.com. Brother, thanks for your time. God bless you. Thanks for having me. God bless you. All right. When, uh, well, let's see, tomorrow in studio, you will hear a podcast with Elijah Abraham of Living Oasis Ministries. He's got a whole lot on his mind. We'll talk about his trip, international travels, COVID, the church, religious freedom, and other biblical issues of concern to Christians with Elijah Abraham. Thank you again, guys. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.